The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free gaming community website at enjin.com. Listening to the Versecast, the Star Citizen podcast. My name is John Abraham. I am still sick, but I'm getting better. Getting better <laughs> all the time. And I am Mr. Ranchero. So I had a comment for that statement, but then I read the show notes and decided not to say it. <laughs> We'll revisit this topic later. That's right. All things will make sense in time, 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 time. We are Those Guys With Ships, and this is episode 44, Magnum, of the Versecast. Today is September 14th, 2945. Thank you, Ronald Jenkins. The intro-outro song is still Try the Bass. You can find it along with all his other fine music at www.ronaldjenkins.com. Now, guys, um, you know, last week we, or not last week, I guess last time we recorded, which was two weeks ago, we uh, talked about going on vacation, and uh, we um, we sort of had a vacation theme going with the, uh, you know, with uh, the movie and Chevy Chase and uh, the family truckster and all that fun stuff, and, uh, you know, we, we actually, we didn't go on vacation. We just had a three-day holiday weekend. This is true. So. Although you didn't go anywhere, I thought you went somewhere for the three-day holiday weekend. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, that's true. I just took a vacation this weekend and just got back from the desert. Well, funny you should mention that because I am going to be going to the desert on a real vacation. Vacation, 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 vacation. Um, and that's going to be coming up in a couple of weeks here. So, um, after tonight's, or actually tomorrow's show the those guys with ship show i'm going to be gone for a little bit uh, the missus and i first we're going to go to reno nevada for the world famous reno air races hmm? 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 nice it is i well i'm hoping <coughs> i've never been and so i'm excited to be going this year is it like the red bull thing or yes oh okay kind of like that that it's, should be uh, cool it's pylon racing so have you been there before um, I have not, uh, but uh, it's. Uh, I've watched many a YouTube video, and uh, it it's it looks pretty. They race mustangs in know, the air, in the air. <laughs> That's right. In a, in a big nine mile circle, I think it is, roughly. Uh, but and following uh, that, then we shall be uh, heading to uh, parts south, uh, looking on our one of our. Uh, what if you go twice a year? Is it semi annual or biannual? Biannual. 
Bi- yes, twice a year, biannual. Biannual attempts to get abducted by aliens. So, um, uh, again, if I assuming that I again fail at that, I shall be coming back to y'all on the twelfth of October or Monday the twelfth, and we will be releasing the shows. Uh, uh, the the uh, two days following that. So um, anyway, uh, guys, I, I guess you're going to uh, going to carry on uh, without me uh, while I'm gone, and uh, I want to thank you for that. Um, but uh, going to get some uh, some much needed rest for uh, for myself and uh, and the lovely misses, and uh, looking forward to it. But I'll miss you, you guys. You'll be missed, and um, we will uh, drive the bus as best we can. Make lots of jokes. Make sure they're bad. Oh, there will there we we will make sure that there will be gleepisms. <laughs> yes, yes, indeedy. If you say my name three times, something happens. I'm not really sure what though. A bad pun or joke appears on a mirror <laughs> somewhere in the world. Yes, nice. And then someone you don't even know dies. Not nice. Was that obscure? That's bad. That was- well, that was the what was the Twilight Zone, you know, their their box with the red button. Remember that one? Oh yeah, yeah. Someone you don't even know. Yep. All right. So, well, Jimmy, tell us a little bit about uh, about your uh, desert trip. Well, I had a really nice time. Um, me and the misses uh, went out to Pioneer Town. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Pioneer Town or all, at all, but uh, it's out near around Joshua Tree, and. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was um, it was originally, oddly enough, uh, built in the '40s uh, to be a a live on set Western uh, town. Oh, okay. Yeah, with saloon and, and bathhouse and and uh, you know sheriff station and uh, and from there it basically built up into its own little community. There's a restaurant there called Pappy and Harriet's. Uh, that is, uh, the rest of the world doesn't know about it. It's an obscure little restaurant, but they have some of the best barbecue in the country. And if you don't make a reservation, you can't get in. And some of the biggest bands in the world have played there. Uh, Arctic Monkeys, Queens of Stone Age play there all the time. Um, uh, Eagles of Death Metal. Uh, a lot of bands like hear about uh, Pappy and Harriet's and know about the vibe that's out in Joshua Tree and almost always want to stop and play there. So there's always great music. There's always a surprise. There's always great food. And we went out there for, uh, for a friend of ours. Uh, they, were, uh, they were having a very small steampunk wedding. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so they wanted us out. My wife uh, uh, became uh, joined. Um, uh, what is it when you become a, uh, a priest uh, so that you're able to marry people? Ordained. Thank you. Um, she became ordained and uh, she spent the extra money to become a doctor in metaphys- metaphysics. <laughs> so, uh, yes, my wife is the uh, Reverend Dr. Ashley Esqueda. Very proud. I, I think I mentioned this in the past, but I'm very proud I married a doctor. <laughs> and um, she, uh, she was dressed in full plague doctor steampunk garb. Nice. And uh, I was dressed in full airship captain garb. And uh, I was the witness. She was the uh, the reverend, and uh, they live streamed it to all of their friends and family. And uh, we had a great time. Very cool. Yeah, property was beautiful. Uh, they had an outside jacuzzi, which the missus and I got to enjoy uh, late last night. And uh, then my uh, wife did some uh, astrophotography. She went out uh, 
little ways from the uh, house and there's no lighting out there. So she was able to do long exposure photography of uh, the Milky Way. Oh, excellent. excellent. Yeah, we had a really, I, being sick, it, the desert's not quite as much fun. Hmm. Um, you know, so I was a little run down towards the end of the night, but generally speaking, uh, it's always fun to go out there. It's just, it's quiet. It's desolate. There's a certain peace. And you know, Glee, because you've been out in the desert. Uh, it's magical. Yeah, it really is. And it's hard to explain unless you've been out there. And we go out a couple of times a year. So it was a nice excuse for us to go out and just kind of decompress for a couple of days. Excellent. Excellent. John, uh, did you do anything exciting over your three-day holiday weekend? I've been Fultoning everyone <coughs> I can find. Fultoning? I'm not familiar with this verb. This is this is Metal Gear Solid Five Fan of Pain. Ah, I see. Yeah, I've been playing the heck out of Phantom Pain. It's a, it's a great game. It's fantastic. I love it. I've never oh. played a, a Metal Gear before, but this one with like the open world stuff and just how that changes the game just really enticed me. And after I watched some gameplay, I had to buy it, and it's it was so worth it. So it's all about the uh, stealth, right? Yeah, yeah. But you don't have to do stealth. If you wanted to kill everybody, you can do that too. There's plenty. There's tons of weapons. Like there's machine guns and sniper rifles and all kinds of stuff. Whatever way you want to play. But um, kind of the cool thing that is unique about there's a lot of things unique about the game. But something that you've probably never seen in another game is Fultoning. Where after you take out a guy with uh, a stun weapon, you can attach this pack to him that has a balloon on it, and it carries him into the sky and back to your mother base. And <laughs> when you bring people or gun emplacements or vehicles back to your your base via Fultoning, you can use them to fortify your base and... Uh, you can hire the men and they will do research and get you new weapons. And there's a whole online component with defending your bases and stuff like that. But it's pretty funny attacking, attaching a pack to a guy and seeing him fly into the sky via balloon. Didn't he make a, didn't he do like a little Wilhelm too, if I remember correctly? Yeah. Yeah. They scream, which somehow (laughs) their friends don't hear, but yeah, the game is like, it's super quirky, but like really serious at the same time. And it also has like some weird sci-fi kind of horror game type things in it. It's just like the weirdest thing ever, but it's super fun. And like building up your mother base is, is kind of like a cool meta game thing while you have to like relaunch and go into the field and then come back and upgrade stuff. So yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with it. Excellent. Excellent. The, uh, the missus has started playing it. Um, and yeah, the, the intro is just crazy with the, the weird metaphysics, science, monster, demon stuff. And um, it does look like a lot of fun. She, um, she just left the mother base for the first time to start a mission. Yeah, it's crazy because the, the, most of the game is so different from that opening. Like yeah, that yeah. opening feels like a horror game. And then, like, after that, it's just, like, a military third-person shooter. Cool. It's, yeah, it, it's very, very wild. And, like, 
I, like it jumps from like without giving too much away, but like you go from vehicle to animal, and, and it's just insanity. And that that whole intro is just totally crazy. Yeah, and I've been really impressed with how it runs on PC. Like I haven't had a single hitch. It works perfectly with my controller, and uh, I have it maxed out, and it looks fantastic. And it's, it's just it's impressive that a game that has never, I don't think any of them have like natively released on PC and this one just runs perfectly so I'm happy is it Steam or Origin or it's Steam it's Steam oh okay All yeah right. it's a Konami game so from uh, Hideo Kojima uh, and supposedly this is his last game unfortunately so at least he's going out on a high note oh, I'll have to add it to my wish list there's got to be a sale coming up sometime Yes, you should get it on a sale because yeah. then it'd be cheaper. <laughs> Less money. <laughs> Chris, Christmas right. is right around the corner. Yes, it is. And let's talk about CIG, shall we? <laughs> sure. Why not? All right. Speaking well, of Christmas. I... <laughs> Speaking of Christmas. Nice. That's right. That's another thing that starts with C. CIG. There we go. <laughs> ah, nice. I knew we'd get there. All right. So we had um, a, we had a release of the Community Hub, uh, and since uh, this is not our community show, let's not talk about it. <laughs> Real quick, is it live? Let's talk about it on our community show. Oh, okay, because I haven't found it yet. It's All not. Right, live. We'll talk about it. I'll give you a hint. It's show. not live. But we'll talk about it on the community show. Yes, it's not open to everyone. That's what I should say. But we'll, okay, talk, we'll talk about it. We'll talk later. about it on the community show, right? Later. On the community show. I think Later. we're going to talk it on the talk about it on the next show. Yeah, yeah. The community show. That one. Okay. That. Yep. Yep. And besides, who cares when you get? Who cares about a stupid old community hub when you've got space rocks subscriber flare? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you got rocks this month? No. Yes. We got the, um, uh, it is a Puglisi Collection Vasley Fragment Stone. <laughs> what? Was that English? Sort of. Um, it is uh, from the Quasi-Ruins on Terra. I, I guess they're not really real ruins. They're, they're not quasi- They're not quite ruins yet. They're like no, halfway no, 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 in no. between. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, Terra 3 has a mm-hmm. city mm-hmm. called Quasi. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's uh, in the colder, colder southern hemisphere. Quasi uh, is built in the shadows of massive ruins discovered early in Terra's exploration. Mm-hmm. So basically, these ruins were there when they started to colonize the planet. So it's from a, a race of beings or a race of aliens that lived there a long, long, long time ago. Right. And so basically these rocks uh, um, are somewhat analogous to our Rosetta Stone. Right. Okay. And so what better than to do with a precious artifact like that than give a little piece to everyone so they can put it in their hangar? I know. Should be in a museum. You're absolutely right, Dr. Jones. That belongs in a museum. It's true. Absolutely true. I want to know who... 
who is in charge of subscriber flare? <laughs> who, who's, who's, I think we've had this conversation before. Who's sitting around a table going, um, that one. Yeah. I think, um, I, I mean, it's cool and I, I like the way it looks and it, it, it is, it is neat to have a little piece of, of history that ties into, uh, to Terra or pre Terra. It reinforces the lore and I'm cool with that. I think the only complaint that I have is that all three of these, um, artifact flares, Mm-hmm. are the exact same size in the exact same display case. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, the, the only real problem that I have with it. It's just like, it's like three three pieces that are gigantic, you know, and we've got that, that trophy shelf. Mm-hmm. Maybe make something a little bit smaller. You know, if you're trying to create a, a, a cabinet of curiosities throughout the galaxy, having these giant, what, five and a half foot tall display cases... Mm-hmm. For each individual piece is going to get a little cumbersome. I agree. And this unique artifact looks exactly the same in everybody's hangar. Yeah, it's going to be hard to to you know read the uh, inscriptions, or it's going to be easy to read the inscriptions because they're all the same thing. And I'm don't get me wrong; I am not complaining. What I am saying is we're, we're critiquing. What what are you thinking? <laughs> Mm -hmm. this i mean i'm not saying i should have gotten something else instead what i'm saying is really did you really pick that like i said i I think it's it's cool to tie into the the lore of tara 3 um but i agree i I think that like you know it's like really you're you're giving everybody this this rare you know rosetta stone if you will artifact and it's the exact same size as the last two artifacts that you gave us. And and one of them was 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 part of a Vandal car wreck. Mm-hmm. What? What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Enough on that. Cover your heart, Indy. That's all I have to say. Kalima. 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 Okay. Uh, and speaking of other cool things, really cool things that have happened, uh, there was Dragon Con. And, uh, of course, this being the CIG show, we're not going to be covering that here. But what we are going to talk about is some of the images that were shown at Dragon Con. And we want to, um, I want to, uh, thank, uh, our, one of our, uh, guys with ship, uh, Mr. Buckshot, who, uh, sent me a link to some images, uh, from the, uh, uh, from uh, that were shown at Dragon Con, and it's really, really cool uh, for the endeavor. The- I actually like that they're doing this this time, which is different. Usually, with the concepts, you don't see them at all. You know what I mean? Like they're really hush hush until they go on sale. Mm-hmm. And um, this is like one of the first times I think that they've released all the various different concepts that they were looking at. Mm-hmm. And these are, none of these are, they mentioned on, I think, Reverse the Verse uh, this week that none of these are final. Um, yeah. That these are all just uh, uh, ideas that are they're currently working on or have been working on recently. Um, I think the one, um, the one with the, um, the hamster wheel, the perpendicular hamster wheel um, in, the, uh, in the middle uh, is uh, what, uh, is one of the is the last iteration or one of the most more recent iterations and uh, I know a couple of the guys in chat the other night had some uh, some theories on uh, what it was that the uh, the wheel was actually for but uh, 
Um, what do you guys think about that that particular shot? Do you do you do you like that ship? I think it looks pretty cool, but uh, I think the front looks kind of like an anteater. Does this is true? This is true. Um, now, if, I, go, ahead. go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and and speaking of that anteater, if that is a cockpit uh, similar in size to um, what's on the whole um, uh, E. This, I'm sorry? The Hull E? The Hull E or the uh, uh, Starliner. Uh, that is a huge ship because yeah. it's a little little tiny cockpit or, you know, con- bridge, I guess it would be, um, compared to the rest of the ship. So um, this potentially could be just a massive, massive uh, um, vehicle craft. It might be the Starship Enterprise equivalent. Well, as you say, it's it's a deep exploration uh, vehicle, right? Well, and and eventually, and potentially a, a medical platform, right? Right. So yeah, it would make sense that it would be a very very large ship, and I think I think all of these designs um, speak to it being a very large ship. I don't think there's any way around that. And what do you suppose uh, <coughs> this this one's going to run for when it, when it hits concept uh, dollar wise? Hmm. How much was the uh, whole E? I think they they went from from what one one hundred no from fifty for the hull A to um, was it six hundred for the E, was it or was it like four fifty? E, I, I I don't remember. Oh man, I don't know. I it's hard the to most, say because we don't know how big it is. The most expensive ship we've seen so far is like six hundred bucks, right? Well, if you take out the javelin, which was twenty five hundred. Right, right, right. Um, and uh, yeah, so six hundred for the uh, eight ninety jump. And we have no we have no size specs on this ship yet. Well, I would say that it's got to be bigger than the eight ninety jump because the eight ninety jump is not that much bigger than the Starliner or the um, uh, Starfarer. If you re- uh, recall back to uh, Gray Headed Gamers um, uh, size comparison thing when the uh, Starliner was released, right. So um, I, I heard one estimate of eight hundred dollars, and I just I'm just kind of wondering eight hundred dollars. Uh, how many how many science nerds are there that are going to? Um, and I realize that every time that we do this, where we try to rationalize, well, the price should be this because who's going to do that? I mean, it, none of it makes any difference. You know, they they yeah. put it out for how much they are going to put it out for, and um, and and us nerds just gobble it up. I it's think like the price. Is- Let's let's play let's play the prices right. So each three of us, the three of us are going to guess a dollar amount, and you can guess a dollar amount if you feel that the others are too high. Okay. Oh, I'll, so so I'll, just I'll, close, I'll, absolute I'll, closest wins. Yes, I'll go first. Gleep, you go second. John, you go third. John, you've got the advantage. Okay. Okay. All right. I am going to say that this ship is going to be nine hundred and fifty dollars. Oh my God! Are you insane? I am. <laughs> He's just been to the desert. I'm going to say. I'm going to say 500. That was what I was going to say. You can say 499. Remember, this is the Price is Right. Yeah. Or you yeah, can yeah. go 501. Yeah. What if it's right over 500? Oh man. Ugh. One dollar. I say four ninety nine, and you say five hundred one. No, no, John, nope. John said I'm, he said one dollar. I'm going with one dollar, the safe bet. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> All right, 
If it's one dollar, I'll buy one for all three of us. <laughs> no, well, no, but here's the thing: it could be four seventy five, and if that's the case, John wins. No, because I see five hundred. I'm, I'm seeing the places, right? We're, we're, yeah, we're playing places. Prices right. Oh, I thought you. I thought you said we were doing absolute uh, relative value. Closest no, without no, no. going over. Closest without going over. <laughs> I, I'm not going to be here. I don't care. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got nine fifty. We got five hundred, and we got one dollar. Let's see how it plays out. All righty. Well, anyway, I think it's a pretty cool ship. Um, yeah, it's no- it's going to be a neat one. John, you were really interested in this ship, weren't you? I'm interested in uh, exploration and stuff, so yeah. I mean, I probably won't buy one. I don't think I'm going to buy anything before the PU launches, but it'll definitely be something that'll be on my radar once we actually get into the PU. I think you're right, Gleep. I don't think it's going to be a huge seller, but in the same respect, you have we have, what, close to a million subscribers. Well, not subscribers, a million backers, right? Close right. to it. So even if 10%, spends let's just say 800 bucks that's a significant amount of money that is so you know i think and i think that they're i think they're expecting that i think at this point they're expecting you know that the really high-end ships are going to be ships that like people that are going to buy them are people that have been anticipating that ship like that's my jam you know um Mm -hmm. the the endeavor is the ship that i want in game period those Mm -hmm. folks those folks are going to spend the money well, I mean, because we haven't had a whole lot of ships still. I mean, we're still heavily biased towards combat ships and military ships. Right. And so, uh, you know, the non-combat roles, I think that there's still um, appetite to be mined for those professions. So, um, John, what's your, uh, what's your favorite design? My favorite design? Uh, ooh, just just close the tab. I like uh, that white one from the front because it's shiny. Uh, the white one from the front because it's shiny. Yeah, it's shiny. <laughs> oh, the one the the one that has the um, the pods on it, like it's got the the T shape and it's got the pods that extend out. No, <coughs> it's just it has like a b- black background and it's just like the front of the ship. Oh, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, the I think shiny that, one. I think that that's the same one, the one with the T frame. It's just that that particular shot's from the front. I don't care as long as it's shiny. <laughs> Gleep, what's your favorite design? I, I like the latest one, or what we're calling the latest one. I think that that just looks pretty. The shiny cool. one? I, no, mine's more of a matte finish. Oh my god! Uh, the the atmospheric one, because I, I I like I like ships that will fly in the atmosphere. Yeah. With with the with the cylinder on it, or the the sphere on it, circle the, on it, but the yeah, the ha- it's, the it's a frisbee actually. Yeah, the hamster. You can ring. play hamster space wheel, frisbee yeah. with it. You cannot do that. Um, hey, so that hasn't been confirmed, <laughs> nor denied. Um, I, I'm going to be the odd man out here, and I think that nobody will agree with me, and I definitely think it will not be the ship that goes on sale. I like the first one with the ball on the front and then the the reverse radar dish and then the hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think, think it's that the most, one's really cool. That's the most reminiscent of the discovery of the of the um, yeah the I discovery that, right yeah from two thousand one. It's just so different than anything else that's in the game. It looks like a shish kebab. Yeah, it totally looks like a shish kebab. 
Yeah. Well, anyway, so that that uh, they leaked that or shared that at Dragon Con, um, and it was pretty cool. And then we got some more uh, uh, shots at uh, in Around the Verse episode sixty, which came out this week. So uh, if you folks are at all interested, I'll post the link to the Dragon Con photos. Uh, but if you want the other ones, uh, go check out Around the Verse. It's part of the. Um, uh, they did a little sneak peek thing at the beginning of the show, so it's uh, it's there. Check it out. It's going to be cool. Looking forward to it. Um, all right. Okay. Other things that I was really looking forward to. Star Marine status update. Star oh, Marine. Oh, your favorite part of the week. My favorite part of the week. Dum da 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 dum da 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 dum da 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 Star Marine. That's the that theme song. good. I like that. I'm going to use that from now on. You should. Um, this was supposed to be the last big merge update. So apparently, remember we talked about the uh, the separate development paths in the past? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or development streams. Um, apparently, those are no more. We have a single stream development environment. So no more danger of crossing the streams. Ghostbusters joke. Get it? Did you get it? I, I got it. Okay. Um, so uh, that's that's a good thing. Um not a whole lot in this week's update. They talked about uh, gameplay. They said that they've been testing something called headquarters gameplay mode. Uh, John, do you know what a head headquarters being the FPS master? Do you know what a headquarters uh, mode is? Uh, I'm not sure if it's just like a general term, but in Call of Duty, um, headquarters was a game where there was like it wasn't really a headquarters, but it was like a box that would spawn. And you had to get there before the other team and capture the headquarters by, like, holding X on it or something. And I think you needed to hold it for a certain period of time, and then you would get points for that, and then a new headquarters would spawn, and then you'd have to race to capture that one. So I don't know if it's the same as Call of Duty, but that's what it was there. Oh, okay. Well, they've been working on that in... in, uh in test, I guess, in test development uh, or development test and say that that's going well. Um, they uh, promised last time, they promised a whole bunch of pretty pictures uh, of uh, new artwork and they failed to deliver on that. So boo. Um, the UI, they're working on widgets. I'm not sure exactly what that means, but they're pounding on them little buggers until they do what they're supposed to. Uh, animation, they're integrating mocap data. I think that's what what they said and then audio they are doing sound data stuff so anyway um you know not not really a whole lot of uh, certainly no no uh, estimates on when it's going to be released um so and they they've stopped listing blockers or they at least in this last update they didn't list any blockers so but i know a lot of people are are concerned for the star marine status update so there you have it the hooligan watch- testing is funny yeah, as you said, did you watch the hooligan testing? Yes, yes, I did. I did. That was, that was, odd. It was sort of you know beating up a rag doll. Why would you do that? It's, it's a rough it's housing. A hooligan. Oh, you got to beat up the hooligans. I, well, I would, I would actually say that the that the the person doing the beating was the hooligan, and that the guy <laughs> getting thrown around like somebody's sack lunch would be the kind, sweet, gentle human being, not unlike myself. Well, look at it this way. The hooligan did get tired and fall down and go boom. <laughs> there was what, no boom. 
I just I just like it when the when the neighborhood bully gets wears himself out just beating a hole in my head. That's great. I think I think the biggest takeaway from this particular um, Star Marine update was the fact that all the streams are merged back together. Um, I think that's huge, and I think that we're going to start to see the benefit of that coming in fast and heavy over the next two three months. I think I agree. I think that's 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 true. And hopefully the fact that they're not talking about blockers, hopefully that means that there aren't really any left or, or there aren't any major, you know, problems. Now it's just polish and bug fix and 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 you know, tweaking out, you know, whatever new bugs cropped up in um in the other modules based on the merging of the streams. Yep. I I think uh Let's let's be positive. Super cool news. Super cool news. Yeah. In this case, merging the streams is a good thing. It is a good thing. Actually, it ended up being a good thing for the Ghostbusters, too. That's true. That's true. It did end up being a good thing for them. Yep. All right. We're kind of like the Ghostbusters, right? How many of them were... How many of those were them? How many of them were there? <laughs> there, there, were, there were three and a new hire. So, technically... Yeah. I see a theme for this week. We are kind of like the Ghostbusters. Can I be Bill Murray? Ooh, please let me be Bill Murray. Oh, I want to be, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Aegon. That that means that John's Dan Aykroyd. That works. I'll take it. Yeah. At least I'm still awesome. alive. Oh, wait. <laughs> the other guy's still alive, too. Dang it. I'm mm-hmm. the only one that's dead. <laughs> and Bill, Mur- Bill Murray's way cooler than Dan Aykroyd. Hey. Did I die? Did I die? No, yeah, I think I, th- I did die. Didn't Bill Mur- I? Oh, yeah, the, the character Ramis. But, Ramis, but yeah, yes. he died. Yeah, just yeah, a sad. couple years ago, last year maybe. Yep. Yeah, I want to pick, pick again. Let's pick again. Harold <laughs> Ramis. Nope, too late. Already picked. All right. Um, another cool thing that happened uh, since last time we recorded is we got Vanguard variant Q and A's, and so I picked out a couple of uh, questions from the uh, question and answer. Um, posts and uh, thought we would talk about those a little bit. Uh, the question, a question uh, in the first, uh, they had two uh, two segments. Uh, and in the first segment, uh, one of the questions uh, had to do with using a battlefield upgrade kit. Um, and does that actually change the hard points of the ship? And the answer to that was yes, that the kits give you the same statistics as the other ship, replacing parts as needed. The most significant example of this being, or probably the most extreme example, is being the Harbinger kit, which adds internal torpedo hardpoints by swapping the entire escape pod, or swapping that out. And but it goes on to say that the only difference to the base ship will be the appearance appearance you'll see um, uh, w- with the upgraded equipment. Um, there's going to be no stylistic changes, though. That doesn't it does not impact. Um, uh, any specifications which are not altered, so your ship won't change color or overall shape. Um, and I get, I don't really, I just, I didn't really understand um, why it was that they didn't just call these things modules, and why we had to have this whole new uh, distinction of battlefield upgrade kit. Why didn't they just call it a, a module like you had with the, with the Retaliator? You you could either have torpedoes or you could have personnel carrier i mean so it, it was it was modular you pop one out pop the other one in you're 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 golden i have a thought on this mm-hmm. okay so modules are are 
sections of ship that get swapped out, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't necessarily mean that you're getting any component with that module. You might get some, like for example, if you uh, put in a uh, a um, a crew quarters module, then mm-hmm. you will get some components that go along that make sense to go along with that module. Mm-hmm. The battlefield upgrade kits are a little bit different. You're getting a module, yes, but you're also getting weapons, and you're also getting and or um, shielding upgrades, and or armor upgrades, and or uh, radar upgrades. So, in other words, you're not just getting the module component, but you're getting exterior or additional parts, if you will, that go beyond the module. Like, for example, the nose gun for all three ships is different. So mm-hmm. that's not necessarily a module. That's a component. Mm-hmm. So perhaps the battlefield upgrade kits are, in some cases, a module, but it also comes with all of the components that you need to make that variant run completely. You read, you read ahead, didn't you? No, I didn't. I swear I didn't. Pinky swear? I pinky swear I did not read ahead. <laughs> Why? Did you okay. say that? But wait. Oh, I'm impressed with myself. The second, uh, the post that they put up on Friday, uh, they uh, somebody asked, can I mix and match parts from the Battlefield upgrade kits? Uh, for example, Warden nose gun plus Harbinger missile turret, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And the answer was yes. The Battlefield upgrade kits are simply, are simply collections of parts that can be applied to the different ships. Please note that once the Battlefield Upgrade Kit has been broken down, or broken up, I'm sorry, other direction, broken up, then the parts will all need to be installed separately as individual components. So it's not, it's really not a module. There may be a modular component to it. It's like we take this big section of the ship and we pull it out and, um, and, pop another section of ship in, but it also has other stuff that comes with. So it's kind of like buying a, um, um, uh, well, actually, I'm not really sure because you remember how I had that really cool tractor trailer uh, analogy for when we were discussing modules? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have, I don't have a beautiful analogy like that for um, these upgrade kits, but anyway, well, this would be like, this would be like taking like a stock Toyota and making it a, uh, a, uh, a street racer, you know, where, you know, you're getting the exhaust or you're getting, you know, the, the, the blower or you're getting the extra shocks. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're getting all these bits and pieces that turn this into something that it's not normally. Well, that's, that's all contained within one box though. It comes, it comes in one box, but you don't have to necessarily apply it all. You can break it up and apply individual components. Yeah. This is, is how I'm reading this. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I think it'll probably make more sense in, um, in once we get a chance to play with it. Uh, but And one thing I don't have uh, written here, but I know, Jimmy, uh, one of the concerns I had last time was that the... Um, that the battlefield, I had heard on Reverse the Verse them say something to the effect that battlefield upgrade kits would be swappable on the battlefield in combat. That you would be able to essentially change your ship from a 
a harbinger to a sentinel to a warden, all while floating in space. And uh, I think that you found somewhere that that's not the case, that you are right, actually right. going to have to use the hollow table. Yep, that's in, correct. In, in your hangar um, or in a hangar. I'm guessing probably there will be fill-in stations that you can go to that will allow you to. But you have, yeah. to, have, you have to have the parts with you, though. You can't um, um, uh, just... Yeah. You know, I mean, I, you know, I would think like on an Idris or, or a frigate or, or a very, very, you know, a, a massive battle cruiser type ship, you're mm-hmm. going to have hollow tables and, you know, you're going to have to sacrifice, you know, it's all, you know, we've talked about this, it's all about balance. You're, you're going to lose some of your cargo space by carrying those battle, uh, those battle upgrade kits, but that's a choice that you make. So you will, in, in some respect, and I think that that's where the confusion came in and I understand why. In some respects, you will be able to change it on, you know, in the arena or the theater of combat, but it would have to be done on a, a battle cruiser type ship. And right. the, the trade off is that you are losing the space that you could put another ship, um, you know, or, or, or turret or, or however they decide to do, um, you know, balance the, the space in, in a larger ship like that uh, by carrying that battle upgrade kit. Right. Right. Or, or, you know, you can have it if you're like, say, based on a on a javelin, you could probably have those upgrade kits stored in some storage space on the javelin. And right. depending upon, you know, what sort of mission you're going to go undertake, you uh, uh, configure your ship before leaving. Yeah. So basically you can you could end up rather than taking um, three vanguards and killing your space, you could take one vanguard three battle upgrade kits and maybe two hornets. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. And um oh god, I was going to yeah. No, you know the nothing, battlefield nothing upgrade kits were originally going to be called field upgrade kits, but uh the uh the acronym was unfortunate. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would that would be a bad acronym. Bad acronym. Bad acronym. Go to your room. <laughs> Uh, there are no bad acronyms. There are just bad letters. Bad I don't know what letter. that means. Wait. Bad, bad letter. Wait, what? What if we got rid of the letter, though? Then we couldn't then, make a lot of words. It, that John, that is true. If we got rid of letters, we wouldn't be able to make words. So deep. That would be such so a deep. sad, sad world that I wouldn't want to live in. How would we how would we write up show notes? We couldn't. True. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, those were the, the two questions that jumped out at me. So um, I think the I think that the, the vanguards were popular. I know we have uh, just recently gone over eighty nine million in uh, funds raised. So I think that that campaign um, uh, went pretty well. Um, if I look back, uh, if we look back on. Um, uh, the month of August, we uh, we raised almost three million dollars, so that's that's not bad. No, I'd say it was a successful month. Yeah. Um, so, all right, good. Um, and we had a couple of episodes of Around the Verse since last time uh, we recorded in episode fifty nine, which was uh, two it was a week this last Thursday. Uh, Lisa talked about uh, white boxing in the uh, in the ship shape episode or uh, segment. She talked about white boxing. And some, I think it was in uh, this week's Reverse the Verse, um, 
she mentioned that CIG is considering putting gray box ships, ships that are in at the gray box level of development, into our hangars for us to play with. And I wanted to ask you guys, what do you think about that? I think that's kind of weird. I mean, yeah. I think I would yeah. prefer to ingest that sort of thing just through videos and like stuff on the site rather than having to being able to walk around in something that I know is going to look way better after they finish it. Mhm. Yeah, I don't Yeah, I feel like just watching a video of a gray box would be more fun, beneficial, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I no, I I agree with you a hundred percent, John. I don't want an unfinished ship in my hangar. I'd rather not. Just give it to me when it's ready. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree with both of you guys, and I disagree. <gasps> dun dun dun. <laughs> Say it ain't so, Gleep. Say it ain't so. Um, it is. Uh, but I mean, and but and just a little tiny bit a little bit a little tiny bit because if if i could log in right now and go climb around inside a two scale uh uh version of my uh starfarer i would love to do that just yeah, but, I mean, cuz but there are huge... ways you could do that if you if you knew like if you no we know people that know how to grab those those models out of the hollow viewer and put mm-hmm. them into CryEngine, mm-hmm. and you could walk around in them now. It would be like weird and glitchy, and mm-hmm. probably not what you're gonna see when it's finished because they move right. things around and change it. But well, it's absolutely not gonna be what what we see um, when it's finished. I mean, but it's and and I have not those skills, um, so if they were to pop it down in my hangar, then you know I could probably you know go walk walk along the all the gang planks or the gangways or catwalks or whatever and go look at the big tanks and you know sit in the in the chair and make spaceship noises and and, and how how does your immersion feel about this gleep um my immersion does not like it at all that's my, what i thought <laughs> my my immersion would prefer to um would not would prefer not to even see it until it was like in the state that the merlin is in now you know, I, can, I can I can hear your immersion puckering. <laughs> that's that's not my immersion. Gleep. So, Gleep, if you were going to a place like a let's say a a burger a burger joint, and they have the best burger in the world, do you like burgers? I do. Okay, they have the best burgers in the world, and you've been waiting to go to this burger place for years, and you okay. you haven't eaten a burger. Since you you've since you've never eaten a burger before, but you love them, okay? <laughs> so you're going to this place, and they tell you that they're gonna have your burger ready, but you're gonna have to wait a few weeks, maybe months. Mm-hmm. And um, but they have a preview of the burger. It's uh, it's all white. It has no texture, but it looks it looks like what the burger is gonna look like. But you can't taste the burger. You can't smell it. Um, or better yet, it's just the meat. Sure, just or the not meat. Even. It's it's the bottom bun with some mustard. But you don't know if it's mustard because there's no color. Right. So it's gray. Yeah, it's a gray burger without it's, a burger. It's it's dough, mustard seeds, 
and raw meat. Would you take the burger? Okay, I, I don't want this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want I don't want hamburgers anymore. I don't want anything anymore. Ah, oh, listen to your immersion. It's telling you what is right. Uh, immersion saying, "Wait, wait, just a little longer." All right. So anyway, I, but I thought that was kind of interesting. I think there are, are folks that would uh, would would love to have that opportunity to, to cruise around and uh, and check out uh, Gray Box. But and you know, but and the but where the rubber hits the road doesn't work in space. Um, uh, at the end of the day, um, as as some folks say. Uh, they would be able to provide this to us and all we would have to do is just not load it into our hangar and voila. Folks that want it can have it. Those that don't, don't have to. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I think there are a lot of smart people that would like this. Yeah, I think I think CIG is in an unfortunate position right now where they're feeling like they need to start showing more than what they're ready to show. And honestly, I, I really feel like what they've been doing has been the right thing. And, you know, I personally would prefer to just wait until the ship is hangar ready. Um, you know, where it's aesthetically what you see is what you get. Um, you know, it doesn't necessarily... It, uh, what the, the current model where it's hangar ready and then eventually it's flight ready, I think works. I think showing, you know, dropping gray boxes into a hangar is just kind of weak sauce. But, you know, yeah, to each their own. And, and like we've said, I just, if they do that, I just won't put it in my hangar. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, uh, <coughs> I think so. I think I'll put it in my hangar and not tell you. <laughs> your, your dirty little secret that my you dirty. hide, that you hide from your immersion. My dirty little gray box secret. All right. So, um, and then the next week, uh, this last Thursday in Around the Verse, we got in the, sh again, in the ship shape segment, we got Avenger modules. Fudge. Yeah. Nice. Now, I didn't have, I didn't have a chance to watch this. Can you give me just, just a brief synopsis? See what I, see what I did there? Yeah, yeah, I did. I was trying to ignore it. Fudge. Yeah. See if we didn't have that Avenger letter, modules, that would just yeah. be us. Is that like, is that like a field upgrade kit? No. No, it's a module. It's a module. <sighs> so I missed this. Tell me a little bit about it. Fudge, yeah. All right. So um, basically what she said was that they've been working on modules for the Avenger. And the only thing that they have uh, ready to show us any kind of progress on are is uh, a cockpit, a two-seat cockpit. Now, I know there had been... Um, uh, some discussion before that there were there was not going to be a two seat variant anymore, but it appears that that is back on the on the radar. So um, uh, this is if you haven't seen uh, uh, episode ATV sixty, check it out. Um, I like the cockpit. I think it, it's pretty cool looking. I think it'll look very very nice in the uh, in the uh, with the the body of the the styling of the Avenger. Um, and then for the um, uh, main module in the back, I guess it would be, uh, a cargo hold. So um, in, in its way, given its little sort of stylish uh, accents and uh, sort of, you know, sporty, uh, the sporty air it has about it, it, it's kind of like a space version of the Ford Ranchero. Yeah, huh? Yeah. That's why they call me Mr. Ranchero. Uh-huh. 
That, I've taken that was. I, oh. Yeah, I know it was a long way to go to get there, wasn't it? What else were you gonna do? It wasn't I, worth it, was it? I, I've I've taken to to googling Gleep's obscure random name changes, and so <laughs> I was going to basically say to him in when he when he made the announcement that that was his name, I was going to say so. Basically, what you're telling us is that you're a coupe utility vehicle that was produced by Ford between 1957 and 1979. Yeah, why would you want that? Well, if, if you if you Google Ford Ranchero 2016, tell me what you see. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, my. Okay, this is happening. Okay. <laughs> this is happening, John. 2016. Is this a concept? Oh, boy. This is a concept. It's oh, not that a real hideous. car. You don't want that. You don't want to be it? that. <laughs> I am that. Oh, oh that's no. Just stop it, Glee. <laughs> <laughs> now, getting back on topic, I will say um, this does pique my interest. Um, for me, the uh, Drake Cutlass was going to be my small transport ship. Mm-hmm. But there's something to be said for having something that is a little more fighter-centric. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually interested again in the Avenger. It seems like a good bounty hunting ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it seems like it's always been a good bounty hunter ship. Um, so you know, I'm assuming that you'll have uh, cell modules, kind of like what you have in the the current hangar version, right? Um, but it will be interesting to see what kind of cargo space you have if you're able to swap out to a cargo module. You know, um, given its low footprint, um, given the fact that it's a much better fighter than a Drake Cutlass, this might actually be something I'm interested in. My question is, how does that first pilot get to the back of the ship? I was thinking the same thing. Actually, you yeah. know what? I think I think they talked about this before. The back seat like folds back like flat or something, and then the other one, I don't, I don't even know. It's so cramped in there. Would have to fold, yeah. The entire that the entire back seat cockpit would have to fold down flat in order for the front pilot to be able to exit, for that seat to spin around and exit out. Yeah, because there's a bed. There's at least one bed <coughs> in the back of the Avenger. Right in the uh, the the middle part of the ship. Yeah, the like the tube going to the back. Right, right, right. Um. Yes, in the current version. Yeah. So this may may swap out that entire. That entire uh, uh, module. So well, yeah. If I mean, it sounds like you're going to have basically three options. You know, you'll have the the uh, the cockpit, the center, which will be the the crew cabin, uh, and then the back, which can be any. I'm assuming any number of variants to be determined. Uh, one of which being cargo, and more than likely one of which being um, stasis tubes for bounty hunters. Ranchero. Stop it. <laughs> well, Jimmy, let's talk about something you might like. Ooh, okay. Uh, in not this week, but the previous um, uh, Reverse the Verse, uh, they uh, they had a sneak peek. Or I'm sorry, Around the Verse. In uh, episode 59, they had a sneak peek at the end of the show there, which was, we learned in Reverse the Verse, episode 
61 is uh, fashion from something called the Terra White Collar Line. Now, did, uh, Jimmy, did you uh, did you see that? Fashion, turn to the left. Fashion, turn to the right. Ooh, fashion. Did you see no? That? David Bowie? Nobody? Anybody? I, I yes. like it. Yes, yes, I did, and I'm very excited. Um, of course, I like to be, I'm going to be the fashionable smuggler. Come on. Ah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I thought the, the fidelity of that particular sneak peek, and I, I realize it's just a concept piece. I mean, yeah. but that's that's pretty uh, pretty impressive stuff. Well, we've seen some stuff from um, Kitty on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. She's uh, she's doing a lot of um, a lot of the concept for the fashion, and a lot of the fashion that I've seen, both male and female, is very relevant, very hip, very cool. Um, I'm really looking forward to to that aspect of of the game going live. Um, you know, yeah, you can make fun of me all you like, but I like to look good. You know, I like to look good in real life, and I like to look good in my MMOs. So I'm very excited to see um, all the different things that you're going to be able to do, you know, um, from the duster jacket to the high boots um, to the really cool blaster belt and, and the gloves and all the bits and pieces. And it seems like from all the concepts that they've put out, even from the earliest concepts, um, that they're going to have some really cool clothing and some really cool um, armor. And one of the things that I really enjoyed about like games like Star Wars Galaxies was the ability to mix and match. You know, um, you know, for example, you know, you take um, a piece of light armor for your chest uh, and then maybe you have some clothing and just just a little bit of armor that buys you enough time if you're, you know, down planet side, stuff like that. You know, Mm -hmm. not it's obviously not going to be, you know, UEE marine light armor. But if you're not in a situation, if you're in a situation that could potentially be dangerous, that's a big difference from going and, and storming a fortress, you know, or trying to take uh, a space station. And I really like the idea of being able to play with both, you know, light armor, medium armor, even heavy armor to some extent, um, along with clothing and putting together some sort of outfit that looks cool but is also um, functional. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, so I, I think it's just going to... And, you know, this that kind of makes me think about there was another time on Reverse the Verse where somebody said, are you going to be able to run around... Art Corp in your underwear, and the response was, "Sure, why not?" And that made me a little frowny face. It's like, you know, that that again, my immersion doesn't doesn't care for you know people jumping around in their tidy whities uh, acting the fool. Listen, in Florida, they shoot people like that all the time. <laughs> but you can't shoot people in Art Corp. You'll get in trouble. Well, the police can shoot them. Crazy man running around in his underwear. Okay, well, I just have to hope for that. We just, you just have to hope, Gleep. All right. <coughs> um, so anyway, yeah, I saw that and I immediately thought of you. I thought that you would be excited about the uh, the fashion. Yeah, um, no, I, I absolutely am. I I love, um, and I'm not a, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I love playing dress up with my avatar, and it really does seem like they're going to have a lot of um, a lot of options. Cool. All right. Well, um, you know, I just can't tell you guys how happy I have been to have Mr. Chris Roberts back on Mondays. Um, we've had now three weeks in a row of 10 for the chairman. And so uh, we're, uh, we're running a little long here. So I'll just uh, go through one of the ones from this most, uh, not uh, today's episode, but uh, last Monday's episode that I thought would be uh, interesting to bounce around a little bit here. Uh, essentially, the person asked, how are you going to prevent gold selling? And one 
Chris said is that what he believes one of the reasons gold selling happens is uh, situations where you can't purchase gold from the game developer game developer directly um, gold or you know currency uh, in our game and I'm paraphrasing here what he said in our game our plan to bring revenue in is to sell the base game to people joining the game and to sell UEC to those that have less time to commit to playing so we and we they're going to have caps so there there is going to be uh, 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 so with caps they are going to uh, sell the equivalent of gold in game so that you're, you're not going to be able to buy an unlimited amount and I, it's been that way um, on the the store now is you're only allowed to buy so much right. EC per day well and um, Eve does this mm-hmm and uh, but they're going to have some also they're going to have some level of control over players transferring money to each other. Um, you'll never be able to stop someone from selling their account, but um, you can prevent people from wiring unlimited millions of UEC to somebody else's account. Um, yeah, and, and he went on to say, you know, you can't really do this in the real world either. I mean, if you were to just, you know, if you try to, you know, leave the country with, you know, $100,000 in cash in your suitcase, they will stop you. Um, I don't know this from experience, but um, I've, I've read it in novels. <laughs> um, so anyway, they're probably going to have some limit on the amount of cash which can be transferred between players. But it's still, it's way too early to put hard numbers to this now. And, uh, you know, sort of bringing us back to uh, um, common ground. The idea is to make the game as fun and fair and balanced as possible for all of us. So, And then I thought he brought up another thing which I thought was an important point. He said, I think the other thing to remember is that Star Citizen is not the kind of competitive game as you've got in a game like WoW, where everybody wants to race to the top level so that they can get to the end game content. There is always going to be a lot of things for people to do at whatever level they're at, and they can fight and play against NPCs or against other players, and it's going to be up to them to find out their own play style and to, and to figure out what's fun for them. But anyway, point being is that you don't. it's not going to be a grind to get to the point where you can start to have fun. There's going to be a way to have fun right from the beginning. Well, and if the game is, is a skill-based game, then... Yeah, having having a, a really high quality gun is is you know being able to buy a high quality gun is not necessarily going to matter if you don't know how to use it properly, and that's right. not what WoW is like. You know, you you don't have to be a skilled sword, swordsman in WoW. You have to know what buttons to push in in and in what order, and you know have to you have to know what your cooldowns are, and you have to know what your what your dots are. Um, you know, it, it's a completely different style of gameplay. And if you're not a good pilot, if you're not a good marksman, you're going to die no matter how good your ship is and no matter how good your weapons or your armor are. Right. And I, right. I think that's the important thing to take away from this is, is it's, it's a radically different style of gameplay. And like I said earlier, Eve sells ISK online. And you don't have as severe a problem with gold farmers because of it. Right. John, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I, I have, I'm confident that CIG will be able to pull it off without it feeling cheap and free-to-play-y. Um, but i I guess I didn't think that they were going to be selling u e c with for real money once the p u launched that's what I thought too yeah 
Yeah, so I mean, if they if they balance it well and like you're saying, the nature of the game is that it is uh skill-based. So I, I think even if somebody had if they bought everything, um they probably wouldn't even be able to have the time to master all of those things and it would probably just end up benefiting us because we could take their stuff or something <laughs> well it's like it's like if you remember bleep you remember this like the old westerns where um you know the the greenhorn shows up to the bar with like you know the the shiny new cult 45s and the bright white hat and the you know the really loud colored you know cowboy riding gear and all the dudes in the bar are all dirty and grungy and they've got the same gun that they've had forever because they know how it feels and they know how it works and they take the dude out in two seconds and i think right. that's kind of the mindset going forward with cig and and the type of gameplay yeah whereas if you're a greenhorn you're a greenhorn you know what i mean and and there's just no getting around that yeah that's right unless you are mr ranchero stop it Mr. Ranchero's nobody's fool. Ranchero! No. So, what do we got coming up? Um, well, there's going to be sort of the flip side of the community hub, which we, we're going to talk about on the next show, which is the issue. We're going to talk about that on the next show? We are. In, in the second? The second show. The one after The next this. show, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah? Are, are we having a temporal challenge? I just wanted to make sure, get this straight. Yeah, yeah, just so we're clear. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. All right, we're going to get the, something called the Issues Council, which I guess is going to be a much better way to report, uh, manage, and track bugs uh, that the community uh, is reports to the developers and um is going to make their job easier. So, you know, I get it. That's, that's, that's a cool thing. I mean, it's not sexy. It's not, you know, at the, uh, I'm not sitting behind my computer at work going, man, I can hardly wait for that issues council. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I want, I want my spaceships. I don't wait. I don't are we care. allowed to talk about this right now? This, this, yeah, topic. I thought, I thought, I thought we were saving this for the community show. No, the issues council. This is part of the community thing no, though. No, it's not. It, it's a different thing. I think it's on start I, yeah, robertspaceindustries.com so. slash community. I've seen the screenshots that Avi has been posting. Look, Gleep, we're just trying to say that you need to make a clear distinction. Is it on this show or the next show? Um, well, He can't, it, he can't it, wait it, to it, go it, on vacation. It really, really doesn't matter because I don't care about the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there you go. And there you have it. Okay, well, then I will say something about the Issues Council. It's actually live for people that are into the community thing. And um, Avaphysics has been posting uh, screenshots of it on our forums. Uh, and the Issues Council? Yes. Are, are you sure? Because I, it's, I'm looking at Yeah, where? It. It's, not, it's the, not out. The bug thing, right? The bugs. The bugs that you upvote and... And the the devs see the top voted ones, and then they put them, they set them forward for testing and all that stuff. Yeah, where is it though? Where are the screenshots? No, where? No, where, where this is great radio, by the way. Look, you can't see it if you're not in the community 
PTU thing. Oh, so it's live to the community PTU. No, yes. it, I, 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 I'm not a part of that, and I can, I can see the community hub. Okay, well, Avaphysics has been posting screenshots of this somehow. Okay. All right. Look, I I've seen the is... list. I've seen the list of issues, and they they're upvoted and downvoted, and there's one from Avaphysics in there. So unless he's doing some crazy photoshopping, then this is real. I'm not making it up. No, 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 no. But it's it's in it's in a PTU yes. test right now. Yeah. Okay. Just, yeah. I think just that's like the, the community hub. Like me and you can't see it. Somehow Gleep can right. see it. I don't Gleep, know how like, that's happening. Always... He he's got like magic or voodoo or something. He's you know we talked about that on Twitter. He's like a unicorn. He's like a unicorn and a leprechaun had a baby and it was Gleep and he flies around in a magic pot of gold. Wee! He gets benefits because he's a muppet. Totally. <laughs> Total getting muppet benefits. All right. Well, um, hey, let's talk about this on the next show. <laughs> God. <sighs> All right. So, you know, guys, if I wanted to start an online go-to-the-desert-and-sleep-under-the-stars community, where, where might I do that? No, no, no. I want to start an online community about the hybrid unicorn leprechaun that flies in his pot of gold named Gleep. I want to start a Star Citizen community hub community. We have to talk about that on the next show. Oh, that's right. Okay. But if but if we were to start that, John, what would we use? I'd use engine.com. They have powerful you, tools. What what were you going to say, you, Jimmy? You don't you don't say. I do say. And you know what, what else I say? They have mm. powerful tools and modules that make it easy for you to make a website even if you don't know any coding. So just head over to enjin.com and you can just create a free site and Create any community that you want for any weird desert flying monkey Muppet community creations. The Chubacabra? Maybe. <laughs> well, and as long as you're doing that, why don't you support Ronald Jenkins? Go out to www.ronaldjenkins.com. He's got a lot of really cool sound and stuff out there. And check him out on the YouTubes, too. He's an interesting fellow to watch. Uh, he does he, a lot of music online. He's, he's he an, is an interesting fellow, yeah. He is very interesting. Um, and please support me. I, I, I need your help. Uh, you can check the show notes about all my contact information. Uh, Jimmy, where can the fine folks find you? Uh, all of my contact info is also in the show notes, but the place that I am the most chatty is on Twitter. Um, come find me at Jimmy Croker. That's J-I-M-I-C-R-O-K-E-R. And um, say hi. You can find me pretty much everywhere at the only Jonto. Uh, you can email me at john at firstcast.org. You can also email the show at comms at firstcast.org. Follow us on Twitter at Versecast. Use the hashtag TGWS. Um, RobertSpaceIndustries.com slash org slash Versecast is where you can join our organization we are those guys with ships. And remember, you can always join multiple organizations. To, so don't worry about dedicating your one sign-up to one org. We would love to have you, even as an affiliate. Uh, Versecast.org is where we have our website. We got forums, Mumble server, links to the podcast, all that stuff right there on one page. 
Uh, and speaking of the podcast, we would love it if you left us a review. So just go to iTunes and search for Versecast. And, you know, give us a, some stars out of stars. Some review of some quality. And we would like to accept it from you. We would. This is true. All right. Well, guys, until next time then, we are those guys with ships, and this has been the Versecast. See you guys. See ya in the verse. It's safe to cross the streams. Woo! <laughs> and stop. Stop.